0: Considering that the Victoria Falls is one of the seven wonders of the world and a world heritage site, and so a massive tourist attraction, it is sad to see that the area in and around Livingston and Zambia seems to be so poor. It seems that the rewards from the flow of well-heeled tourists does not trickle down as much as it could or should into the local population area. I'm Gary Bembridge and this is Tips for Travellers. Today we're talking about Victoria Falls on the Zimbabwe-Zambian border. Remember to find out more you can visit my site at tipsfortravelers.com where travellers are spelt with two L's the UK way. Victoria Falls is without a shadow of a doubt one if not the very best thing you will ever get to see. Dr Livingstone who was the first white man to see the Falls described how it was a sight so beautiful it must have been gazed upon by angels in flight. He is right, it really is a most wonderful and very special place. The falls were named by Livingston after his queen, Queen Victoria, and interestingly, after independence, the falls have never been renamed, as much and many of the places have been after countries in the region gained independence. Neither was Livingston, which had been Constitution Hill at one point and was even the capital of Zambia for a while. Yet, as it is quite expensive to get to from travellers from Europe, Asia and the Americas, it has remained largely unspoilt and natural. It does not reek of commercialism and has not been overdeveloped, and it has definitely not been ruined. The whole area around the falls is still rough paths and simple areas to enable you to see the falls without plummeting down slippery cliffs. The traditional name for the falls is Muziotanya, which means the smoke that thunders. And from a distance, the mass of spray does look like smoke. You can see the spray rising from about 30 kilometres away on land and over 60 kilometres away from the air. The falls is on the Zambezi River, which starts in Congo and flows right down to the Indian Ocean. It's a very impressive river and very wide. Further down from the falls, it becomes Lake Kariba, a dam that was built to generate electricity for both Zambia and Zimbabwe. Despite its fabulous attraction, it does tend to be a quiet place to visit. As you stroll around the falls and the pathways you're often by yourself and it feels like it is literally just you there. As you walk along the paths along the cliffs opposite the falls you get absolutely drenched and completely wet as the spray is so much it almost rains down back on you as if you're in a large rainstorm. You can hire ponchos but as it's warm and it's great fun to just get wet that's the best way of doing it. It feels fresh and is part of the experience. You can also arrange to go for a visit to Livingston Island at the top of the falls itself, which is where David Livingston first viewed the falls from. You can go for breakfast, for lunch or high tea. In the dry season, there's a pool in the rock where you can swim in. In the rainy season, it's far too fast flowing. Livingston in Zambia has benefited greatly from the situation in Zimbabwe, especially since things in that country really started to deteriorate after 2000. Prior to this, Zimbabwe was the real king of the falls when it came to tourism. This was helped by the famous Victoria Falls Hotel that was built not long after the turn of the century, after the railway bridge connected the two countries was completed in around 1909. The Victoria Falls Hotel is a massive and glorious colonial piece of architecture and became almost as iconic as the falls themselves. It was a fabulous place to stay with sweeping views down to the bridge and still walkable to the falls. The hotel kept a colonial feel and had white glove service, staff dressed in old colonial style, which did feel slightly at odds with the newly independent majority rule country after 1980. But it was renowned for service and the overall experience, with taking high tea on the sweeping patio a fundamental part of any visit to the falls. In relative terms, few people went to the falls in Zambia. The falls are about 100, 1 point, sorry, about 1.7 kilometres long, and more is actually in Zambia than in Zimbabwe but the latter was inextricably linked in people's minds with the falls. With the situation declining in Zimbabwe, tourists and tour operators have shifted their attention to the Zambian side. The Southern Sun Group built and opened the only five-star hotel in Zambia just next to the falls called the Royal Livingston, which opened in 2001 and began to cream off affluent visitors to the area. It is a truly magnificent hotel. And with the average state of the falls being only between one and two nights, turn rates at the hotels are very, is very large. In the past, people tend to stay on the Zimbabwe side and may, as I've done in the past, walked across from Zimbabwe into Zambia, paying a couple of visa charges to see both sides. Now, most stay on just one side. You can get to the railway bridge from either side, as it is in no man's land, and you can get there without visas. On the bridges where you can do a very scary bungee jump, which some claim is the highest in the world, and you can also get great views of the falls through the massive gorge. The infrastructure such as the airport roads and buildings in Livingston are quite run-down and poor but all are fine and the hotels are excellent. So what are my tips for visiting the Victoria Falls? Visit the Zambian side. This is a pity in some ways especially from someone who lived in Zimbabwe until I was 18 as experience on the Zimbabwe site was fabulous But with the situation in Zimbabwe it is probably more sensible to visit and stay on the Zambian side. You can then, based on how the situation fluctuates, decide if you go on a trip for part of a day to see the Zimbabwe side of the falls as well. There are many hotels and lodges in the the Livingston area to meet all price levels. The The southern group which own the two hotels closest to the falls, in fact both are so close it's literally minutes walk to the falls themselves. They're both situated in the Mosi-oa-Tunya Park. The Royal Livingston is the premium hotel and attracts a mixed group of travelers from the US, Western Europe, and what seems like a lot of Russians. It's very upmarket and very beautiful, and is very expensive. It can cost up to $800 for a room per night. That's US dollars. It's right on the banks of the Zambezi, and it's absolutely stunning. The other hotel, which is closest to the falls, in fact, is the Zambezi Sun. This is much lower cost and does target families much more in fact, many of their charges are in the local currency, rather than US dollars. Getting there. It seems bizarrely the best and easiest way to get to Livingston is via Johannesburg in South Africa. In theory, you can also fly into Lusaka, the capital of Zambia, and there's a small plane shuttle service. But the most connections are via Johannesburg. A number of airlines fly to and from there into Livingston every day, including British Airways and South African Airways. At various times of the year, the Rovos Rail Service also goes to the falls. Flights are busy, as most people tend to come in and out within two days, so the flights get very, very busy. You need a visa to enter Zambia, and it's best to get this before you go, though you can get it when you arrive. It's best also to get a multiple entry visa, in case you decide to pop across to Zimbabwe to see that side of the falls. The airport is a bit run down, but is very efficient. In terms of currency, the US dollar is used and accepted absolutely everywhere, so this is the best currency to take. They also use a three-round pin plug, like in South Africa, so you will need to bring an adapter if you're from the Europe or from the US of A. When to visit. The peak time for people to go to the falls is the middle of the year. This is the dry season and winter, although it doesn't get very cold. The reason being that this is the time that's best for game viewing, as animals have to travel more to waterholes and rivers to get water, and also the, the bush itself is drier and less lush all of which makes it easy to find and view game. This is also when the amount of water thundering over the falls is slightly less, and so there's much less spray and it's easy to see. Plus it also means that sports like white water rafting and those kind of sports are also possible. I like the summer season though, it's quieter, and although it will rain most days in the afternoon as the heat causes big fat thunderclouds to build, it is warm and it's not too hot. It's also quieter and you feel like they're the falls more to yourself, and the activities are less full and booked out. How long should you stay? As mentioned, most people stay only one or two nights. You can get to see the falls and the Zambezi in this short time, but I think you miss so much. The area is so beautiful and so peaceful and so unspoiled and it's worth having a number of days to just relax and explore it. As most coming, people coming to the falls seem to zoom in and out, if you have days to spend you'll find you're most likely to have the hotel swimming pool to yourself and somewhere like the Royal Livingstone, where the pool is right next to the river itself, it's just stunning to laze around. Little monkeys come and play around the the pool. The falls are also so amazing, and it really is worth going to them two or three times, not just the once. We were there four nights, and so three full days, and think another day would have been even better. As so many people come in and out, it also means that almost no one goes into Livingstone town to support the local businesses and visit some of the history, such as the museum. Staying longer to do this is well worthwhile. So, what do you do? This depends, of course, how active you are, but here are the key things that most people do visit the falls a few times and allow time to do this. There are many paths and explore all of them. Not only do you get to see the falls and get soaking wet from the spray, but there are also paths that will take you to better see the bridge and the boiling part where the water churns after plummeting over the falls. Make sure you wear non-slip shoes as the paths are often exposed and close to the cliff. But also there's a narrow bridge that you need to cross and that can be quite slippery. As it's very wet, take care with cameras as they can be ruined. If you want to take lots of photos, it may be worth having an umbrella to help protect the camera. Go to the bridge. This is well worth the walk. You can pass through into the no man land with the bridges and on the bridge, you get great views up to the falls and down the gorge, the Victoria Falls Hotel. Plus, you can watch people jump bungee jump from the centre right down into the gorge and of course if you're brave enough you can do it yourself for about 90 US dollars, about 50 pounds. It is quite something to see. There's also a wire that runs across the gorge that you can also go on Uh, but again it's not for the faint-hearted. The only downside is that you're gonna have to put up with being hassled all the time to buy things. It's best to decide before you go how much and if you're going to give people money, as you will feel for them. As many people from the Zimbabwe side are there trying to get some money as they have limited jobs and very limited money. The other thing to do is to go to Livingston Island. You can go there for breakfast, lunch or high tea. It is quite costly and it's probably best to do it if you're there in the dry season, as you can then dip into the river right above the falls and get great photographs. Go to Zimbabwe, you can go on a tour there and based on how things are, it's worth seeing both sides of the falls as who knows if and when you will go again. It costs a bit in visas as you go through. It is possible to walk, it takes about 30 minutes, but I would not recommend this as you will be hassled um, a lot by people offering advice and selling things and it is quite uh, difficult. Flying over the falls, you can go on a micro light plane or a helicopter for a 12 to 15 minutes flight to see the immensity of the falls and the huge scale. I've not done this, but most people who have rave about it. You need to have a head for heights if you want to do the microlight, but it's probably safe to do it in a helicopter or small plane. The Sundowners Cruise. These are a real staple of the Victoria Falls experience for generations. The best is known as the African Queen. It takes you on a two hour cruise with snacks and three drinks. It's really stunning on the river and you get to see game, especially things like hippo, crocodiles, and you also get to see a bit of the Zimbabwe side as well. Really good fun. Game drives. These are popular, but best really to go on an actual safari as part of a much longer trip. Because although you can see most game, it's not really the best area to view game in. In the Sun International Complex, if you're staying there at the Royal Livingston or the Zambezi Sun, you will get to see zebra, giraffes, baboons, monkey, and impala that actually roam around the grounds. The other thing to do is extreme sports. If you like whitewater rafting or high speed boats on the river, they're very popular, but only in the dry season. The Victoria Falls Livingstone in Zambia, it is without a shadow of a doubt one of the most amazing, amazing places I've ever been to and I would really strongly, strongly recommend that you go.